Hey, this is TJ Perkins, and you're listening to ROHCast by ROHworld.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of ROHCast. Uh, my name's Harry. I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. And uh, once again, I'm here with Stephen, who's the editor and co-owner of the website. Hi, everyone. And in typical John fashion, he is once again not with us this week, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he he claims he's ill. Um, there's no proof to this. I haven't seen a doctor's note or anything. Um, so we'll have to get some lawyers on this and investigate. Yeah, yeah he'll, he'll be dealt with uh, by our lawyers. Yes, yeah, we'll, we'll make sure he's uh, dealt with um, severely. And... He's got four weeks to respond. Yes, we'll give him till final battle to respond on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, this week we're going to recap the November 26th TV show. We're going to do the latest Ring Around news. Uh, preview Northern Aggression, and also we've got an interview with Nigel McGuinness, which uh, you did, Stephen, at, on Saturday, was it? Sunday? Yeah, Sunday evening. He was at uh, a show, um, IPW UK. They're quite a good uh, good uh, British promotion. He was there as well as uh, Eddie Edwards and uh, the Unbooks. But uh, yeah, Nigel, really nice guy, and he agreed to do a, it's about a five or six minute interview after after the show. So uh, yeah, that, that should be coming up soon. So that's. Listen out for that, so it's because uh, it says something quite interesting stuff as well. Yeah, I really enjoy listening to it, so uh, hopefully you will as well. Um, okay, we'll start with the uh, TV show that originally aired on November 26th. Uh, it began with promos by the Briscoes and Alexander and Coleman about their match, the opener of the night, uh, and the Briscoes basically said they were going to beat, uh, quote, Shaniqua and Cedric um, <laughs> in less than 13 minutes or however long it took Wrestling's Great Tag Team to do it, and they just said it was personal, they don't like anyone, they're going to beat their asses. That was the the basic summary of the promo. I quite enjoyed there. That's basically the summary of every single promo. Yeah, it's, it's a typical Briscoe's promo. It's quite good, as usual. Um, and then yeah. we had a quite strange one by Alexander <laughs> and Coleman, um, who had something like, don't mess with the hungry man's plate, I believe is the quote. Um, I, I think he said, as they say. Oh, as, 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 yeah, as they, they say. Don't... Who, who are they? I mean, <laughs> yeah. are they going to debut? Um. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not really heard of that one to be honest, but yeah, m- much like their previous promos. I mean, Cedric Alexander sort of stood there and didn't do much. Yeah, he didn't even. He didn't even he didn't use the arm man. No, so, he didn't say nothing. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I didn't really think it was that great to be honest. It, it didn't really. It's just confusing. Uh, I don't really yeah. know where it was going. Um, but the match itself, um, I was actually more impressed with Coleman and um, Alexander this week than I was when they wrestled Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. So um, perhaps it was just a bad night or just the wrong opponents for them then. But um, the match... Yeah, I think it on. was. I mean, yeah, so they looked... I mean, they were getting a lot more offensive, weren't they? I mean, they actually yeah, the start. They were taking it to the Briscoes. And I was I was kind of looking forward to it. I mean, I thought it would. Yeah, it was going to be a lot better than their match against uh, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. I don't know whether... As you say, they were just sort of, you know, sometimes, especially tag teams, they just don't match up well and yeah. end up being a bit of a, you know, it just doesn't click. But um, I know they're going to be wrestling again, aren't they, uh, this weekend? So hopefully yeah. they'll, be, you know, be given time to have a decent match, you know, 20, 15, 20 minute match. And uh, hopefully they'll start getting over with the fans because, yeah, so far they've not really done much. And to be honest, they've not really give, been given a chance to do much because... In their first match, they were just sort of buried the whole way. Yeah. And this yeah. match, when they looked like they were getting a bit of momentum, it was just sort of uh, sort of ended. So. Yeah, it, quite a strange move. It ended in a um, no contest when Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team appeared with chairs and chased the Briscoes away out of the arena. Um, 
they found the only place that's actually darker than the arena itself, which is outside. So we couldn't even see a thing, to be honest, when they were out there. But um, yeah, um, was... I wasn't really a fan of that. No, thing, no. To be honest, um, what what do you think of that? No, I wasn't. I wasn't the biggest fan, to be honest. And it, I don't think it really makes sense how aren't Russians great take them supposed to be faces, and they're they're trying to interfere with steel chairs. It just didn't really make yeah. much sense to me. I know that they were trying to get uh, the Briscoes back for their, you know, their chair attack. At the infamous Festival. chair attack that's been mentioned yeah, every that, week. I know. So we see that, that footage and, you know, it just, at the time, it just, it didn't seem like that much of a deal. No. A big deal. And no. they, they, didn't, they didn't seem to mention it for ages either. No. They just thought like, what can we use as the backstory for this feud and yeah, that, I, that chair clip and just copy and pasted it every single week. Yeah, because obviously, I mean, a and X were sort of being built up as the you know, the next challengers, and then uh, the, the, you know the, the TV Something show changed. started. Yeah, I think they decided that the Briscoes, for, you know, were a bigger name, and they probably are than the uh, you know or not Express, but and they sort of took their spot. And uh, as you say, that I think they just sort of wanted to build it for final battle, and then they sort of needed something to go on, and that, that was I suppose that was the only straw that they could uh, sort of pull. And uh, yeah, they went for that one, and. Yeah, I was just saying, I'm not, I wasn't the greatest fan of the, the finish, to be honest. It was a bit a bit strange for me, and it just didn't really lead anywhere. I mean, they, yeah. they ran to the outside, went to a break, came back, and then... They weren't even there anymore. They, oh, they showed the video, and you couldn't really see what the hell was going on. They no. said, You saw a few security guards, and then they didn't really mention it again, so... Yeah. I would have preferred um, the match to go on a bit longer, and the Briscoes to actually get the win, and then have Wrestling's Great Tag Team attack them, maybe after the match, not just randomly end the match halfway through. Mm. Yeah, I'd probably prefer that as well, yeah. Uh, we then had a handicap <laughs> match that was um, requested by Truth Martini. Um, it was Michael Elgin versus Casey and Constantine. Um, and I don't know if they're a tag team or whatever, but... Um, were they like the most jobber-looking... They were truly guys. awful. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know if their entrance was designed to make us hate them and want to see Elgin kill them, but they did, so. a, they, did a, did a good job of that. Cause... Yeah, they did a great job of just looking really, really goofy and just. I, yeah, I, just, I think that you just you just wanted them to see him just get hurt, right basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which they did because uh, Elgin, they, they got some offense in on Elgin, but not much. He was pretty dominant most of the match and he won with a um, double Alabama slam which is really impressive to do that to two guys um, yeah was, I thought it was quite entertaining I, mean, I know it was just literally just a squash match but even with their squash matches they're making them entertaining and as you said I think they did a quite a good job Casey and Constantine of sort of just being so goofy that people just thought you know hope Elkin just completely kill, you know, completely kills them really Yeah. and uh, you know he went in there and just destroyed them <laughs> mm. it was just the way he was throwing them about it was just yeah it was quite fun to watch and uh, I, I, yeah, I'm really liking these you know the moves he's doing where he's sort of doing the same move on two guys at the same time we, yeah. I know he's done the Alabama slam and he's done like a fall away slam on two guys before and that seems to be sort of becoming like a signature of his which is uh, I know they're just trying to game out over sort of like a powerhouse and that's mm. yeah, it's, it's worked well so far. And uh, Truth Martini was on commentary as well at one point, or I think he just shouted towards McGuinness and uh, Kevin Kelly, and uh, McGuinness said, quote, what a wanker that guy is. <laughs> that sums up Truth Martini uh, pretty well there. <laughs> uh, after the match, we then had a promo, um, a sort of on-screen one by Cornette, who's invited um, Carino, uh, Kevin Steen, and all of his lawyers, um, and Jimmy Jacobs all to the arena next week 
to make an announcement. Um, I'm sure you all know what that is. Um, hopefully the lawyers will have some fantastic expressions. Um, <laughs> I can only hope there's some sort of optional lawyer view where we can just see their faces and no one else's. But How, how are they going to top the last last uh, appearance? Appearance, yeah. I mean, they were just, mm. just so good. I mean, are they going to be stood in the same formation or looking at Steen while he's talking? <laughs> or, I mean, we just don't know. I'm, I'm hoping it's not just going to be the, the bald guy because that's the one that... Cornet sort of name dropped. So I hope it's all of them. I hope they all sort of make the uh, yeah. the journey out. That'd be quite. If only we can only hope. Yeah. Um, we then got to this week's Inside ROH uh, segment featuring ROH Cast's favourite Dan Seven. <laughs> uh, the first half of the segment was um, Eddie and sort of Seven training. Um, they both did promos about why they're training with each other. I think was that. And um, yeah. Seven said, you know, it's his idea for Eddie to come and train with him. So blame him. And he said that the reason Eddie lost at Best in the World was because um, Davey knew too much about Edwards. So by training in secret, it gives some sort of mystery and gives him an, um, an advantage to win. Um, they showed um, Seven wrestling a punching bag thing and uh, <laughs> Edwards doing like some ankle lock moves on uh, Seven and things like that. And they talked about UFC a hell of a lot and showed all of Seven's trophies and um, UFC sort of championships and his Hall of Fame thing. Um, what do you think of going on about Seven? That's how great he is in UFC and things. Uh, I, I know I said last week that I hope they don't start overdoing the whole MMA thing, and I think they've just started. I mean, I think David Richards has always been quite heavily influenced by MMA, but he's never really sort of taken over, so to speak. From, yeah. You know, he's, he's wrestling, but it seems to be getting that way. And now Eddie seems to be going that way as well, and I, just, I hope they don't sort of it doesn't get to final battle and they start, you know, it's just basically an MMA match because, mm. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a pro wrestling company and people are going to watch, yeah, are watching it for wrestling. And uh, I don't know, you know, there are definitely things that you can take from MMA. I know I've said before that, the, you know, like, um, like referee stoppage and stuff like that. I think that, you know, adds believability to matches and adds a bit of uh, realism. But, where, you know, when they're, they're going this far, it's just to bring in a guy that no one's, you know, really ever heard of, you know, the greatest respect to him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't a big fan of it. I, I just don't really see, as, as we mentioned with the, the Briscoes and the Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team thing, they just seem to be clutching at straws, really, with what to, to do for final battle. And basically, I don't know how, you know, who come up with this or whose idea it was, but it just seems to be quite a weak I mean, they've obviously thing. got something planned because they've put all this time into promoting who Seven is, what he's done and I'm pretty sure when they hyped up um, Final Battle they said that Seven's going to be in Eddie's corner so he'll actually be there. Now yeah. if he's going to be there, surely he's going to have to do something otherwise his appearance would be pointless. Which, well you'd think so wouldn't you? I mean, Which is not a good uh, good thing if he no, does get and, involved. Uh, I mean, yeah and they, they keep I mean Truth Martini keeps going on about how he'd like to recruit one of them and stuff and and I'd, I'd be much more interested just to have that as just a, alongside the match rather than having to have Eddie bring someone in as a trainer. And I mean, I just, they could say Eddie's got a new trainer and um, 
they don't have to even go into who he is or anything, but they could just show Eddie train to show that he's more focused. Or and, just say like he's got a new training method or something. And or... he's got like a new attitude and he doesn't care about the brothers. And, you know, he said something about um, at best in the world, he wouldn't be able to just kick uh, Davy in the head like um, Davy did to him. But, you yeah. know, he's, he's a changed man now and he can do that. And it, it should just be more about Eddie, how he's changed, not about, oh, look at this wonderful Dan Seven and his moustache and he's going <laughs> to... Yeah, they seem to be taking the limelight away from Eddie a bit and putting it on Dev- uh, Seven's <laughs> mustache. Seven? Devon? Devon, yeah, Dan Devon. <laughs> but yeah, uh, just, I was quite, I don't know, I was quite wary of this sort of storyline when it started coming out that he was going to be the, his uh, new trainer. And I'm, I'm not really a big fan of it, to be honest. I just hope, uh, I, I just don't know where it's going to go. I mean, it could go anywhere, really. I mean, as you yeah. say, he's going to be in his corner final battle, so. If he starts getting involved, and I don't know, I was to say something like maybe they could build up where he sort of turns on Eddie, but then if he does that sort of thing, you'd expect him to stay in for a bit longer. And I don't think anyone wants that. Well, no, I just don't see what he what he'd bring. I mean, yeah. obviously he couldn't be, you know, he couldn't wrestle, and I don't think anyone would want to see him wrestle. No, definitely. You know, if not, he'd just be standing on the outside and. <laughs> I just don't see the point in it, to be honest. I mean, ever since they announced this, we've been probably really critical. I mean, we do love Ring of Honor, but we're not honestly fans of this seven thing at all. Um, but I suppose we've just got to wait till final battle and see what happens. But nothing think, yeah, nothing but... so far has made me gone and think, oh, wait, this could be good after all. Like Ever since they first announced it on the website, we were going on about it, weren't we, In the um, a few weeks ago? Yeah, I think everybody was just like, what? What the hell? I mean, not necessarily a good what the hell either. It's just literally what, why, why the, you know, yeah, what are they hoping to achieve with this? Because they, I said the only thing I can think of is that they were just clutching at straws. Really, is hope, you know, hoping to try and bring a new sort of twist to the match. And I suppose you've got to give them credit for that. But then you also, got, I mean, surely there's other ways of, you know, that they could have done that. Mm. And um, yeah, I'm just. Bit, bit puzzled by it all, really. Yeah, we just have to um, sort of wait and see what happens, really. If, if they pull it off and it ends up being, I don't know how. Yeah, well, know, I'll, I'll admit happen, I was wrong. I'll admit yeah, I, I mean, was wrong. if they manage to pull out the bag, then you know, full credit to them. But I'll reserve judgment until maybe final battle and then see see what happens there. Mm. Um, the second half of Inside ROH was uh, a promo by Roderick Strong at, um, was it Camp Strong or something like that? <laughs> he was in some bar with some women. And dr- uh, he said he was training, but he was just hanging out with women and drinking. Um, I, I, I enjoyed that idea of the promo, just to show how arrogant and cocky he is. He thinks he doesn't need to train. Um, he thinks the whole like Team Richard thing is a joke. But like the, I think... You know, we had the lawyer face a few weeks ago, and <laughs> the expression on, like, the close-up on that girl's face, and the the awful expression was really cheesy. Um, I feel yeah, this promo would have work on the, So they can work on the promo. It just seems to be really, really awkward. Like, they, yeah. they they just randomly seem to zoom in at random times when it just doesn't need to, you know, need to be done. I mean, the lawyer faces they needed to be seen. Yeah, obviously. Amazing, but this were, like yeah. was just cheesy. I think this this could have worked without the women, maybe, or maybe just have one walk up to him at the end, because they just sort of made it really cheesy, in my especially. Her face. Yeah, it, it definitely. Yeah, it was. Yeah, as you said, I, I like the way they're trying to make out like he's just, you know, he thinks Team Richards is a joke, and he thinks mm. Eddie Edwards, uh, tra- you know, new trainer's a joke, and all that. And <laughs> so does everyone. Yeah, <laughs> and what he was saying, like he's like he's hoping for, a, you know, a good challenger and. 
Um, not a jabroni, I think he said. Yeah, I believe he said. Um, <laughs> I just, I hope they don't sort of just go with someone. I hope, I hope they bring in a surprise for, for the strong match because mm. I think a lot of people will let will be disappointed if they don't because this, you know, strong especially is building it up and I think it has it could to be, be an outsider, doesn't it? I think it, yeah, I think it does, or at least someone returning because, mm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I. Because I mean, a lot of these sort of ones where they have like an you know open invitation, it just seems to be someone like Andy Ridge or I mean, Delirious is going to come back for the Champion one, wasn't he? And then but that was cancelled, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people are saying Nigel, but from from what he said, I just I don't think he's. Yeah, you have to listen it. to the interview, and in, uh, I think it's pretty clear that he won't be um, competing yeah, in Honor again, unfortunately. But he has a good reason behind it. Yeah, I just don't. I just don't think he's. Yeah, very interesting getting involved in the ring again. So, I mean, I, I think I've, everyone would love to see that. And but I mean, they haven't really made any reference to that again, have they? Because no. I know he got involved when Edwards was sort of gonna uh, beat down by the house truth, and then mm. we were hoping that you know stronger keep going and going him until he came back. Because I know they did the thing on the website, didn't they, as well, where they well, said he's not Nigel a competitor. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I don't know. I think maybe one one day down the line that they could maybe get him back for one more match. But I doubt it. Yeah, I, I do. I, if I had to put money on it, I'd, I'd put money on him not coming. You know, not not wrestling again. But mm. yeah, I just hope they bring in someone someone decent for Strong to face. And uh... after well, same with the dance, everything. Just wait and see, really. What yeah. Um, we then got to the main event this week, which was um, a TV title match between Jay Lethal, the um, current champion, and former champ El Generico. Um, and also at ringside, we had uh, dashingly brutal Bob, Bob Evans and um, Mike Bennett sat there eating snacks, um, watching it, getting a ringside seat, so to speak. Um, what did you think of this match? I thought it was really good. I, one of my favourite main events once again. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really good. Like their uh, their first match, I thought. I really like these two to be given like a, a quite an extended time to put on a put on a match. I mean, I think that they'd put on a really really good match because the two they put on on TV, you know, the first one was about eighteen with the uh, with the added time. This one was obviously fifteen. I think if they were given like twenty twenty five minutes, I think they could put on a really really good match. I mean, yeah. I think their styles gel really well. They're both, yeah. you know, their actions always really quick with them, and yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. As you said, I. It'd be up there with probably one of my favourites in terms of the uh, the main yeah. events. And, and my one of my other favourites would be their first TV title match. Yeah, just it probably credit would, to them yeah. to show how good they both are. Yeah, and I like the the sort of the the spin they had with with Bennett on the outside with, with brutal Bob. Yeah, eating the that, snacks, and then he even wore the TV title at one point. Yeah, I thought, that, I, I thought sat, that was quite cool. Yeah. yeah, he sat there wearing the belt, saying he's the champion things, and um, uh, it ended in a time limit draw. Um, Bennett, um, sorry, Lethal did have the win. He did hit the elbow and have the three count, but Bennett was distracting the referee, um, which then after the time Lethal then went to um, brawl with Bennett on the outside. Um, Brutal Bob even threw in a couple of punches on Lethal. Um, they had no effects, <laughs> um, surprisingly. Uh, probably. Brutal... He, he wasn't, you know, in his wrestling gear. He wasn't. He wasn't he, ready. He, he, yeah. did, he didn't come. You know, he didn't. He came to watch the match. He didn't come to, to fight. So he wasn't ready. He didn't. He'd just been eating his nachos as well. He wasn't ready to punch. Yeah. So, um, Generico then like did a huge dive over the top on both uh, Bennett and Lethal. Um, and there's an interesting comment by Kevin Kelly where he said that the TV title is like a three horse race or something. 
um, which leads me to think they're going to do a triple threat match at Final Battle. Yeah, a lot of people were just expecting a Lethal and Benny. I mean, I know we've been saying for a few weeks that we thought Benny was going to be Lethal for the title of Final Battle. Yeah. And I think they've been sort of going towards that, but I suppose, I mean, Generico doesn't really have anything to, to do at Final Battle. I mean, he's sort of waiting for the whole Steam thing to come back, and I'm sure he'll be involved in that in some way. Yeah. So... And especially with the, you know, the ending, the way, as you say, the uh, you know, Bennett and Lethal sort of brought on the outside and Generico came and with a, you know, the dive and he took them both out. So mm. I'd definitely put money on that being a, a triple threat match at Final Battle. I mean, I definitely think that would that would help sort of well, Bennett as well, because I'm not sure Bennett against Lethal would... Well, they wrestled... Uh, what pay-per-view was it? Best in it was, the world, wasn't it? That yeah, was it Lethal's, Lethal's return. Yeah. yeah. It, it wasn't bad, but... It, I don't think it would be much better with Generico added to it. Yeah, in all fairness to Bennett, I'm not sure Bennett against Lethal is the sort of match that's really going to be like, you know, wow, that's, you know, that's going to be great. But I think if mm. if you throw Generico, you know, Generico in there as well, um, I think then you know that, that that triple threat match could be pretty decent. Um, I mean, if another thing I was thinking that if it is triple threat, it gives Lethal a way to lose the belt and Bennett to win without pinning Lethal. I mean, Lethal could you know do. Uh, the big elbow on uh, Generico or something, you know, Bennett just throws him out the ring and steals the win. I can see something like that happening, to be honest. Yeah, that's a possibility in that way. Yeah, Lethal doesn't lose any credibility. And then that could sort of let Lethal go on to... Uh, the main event scene. Yeah, without yeah. having, you know, without losing the credibility of actually being pinned for the title as well. Yeah. Mm, that's, yeah, I, I think that that's probably the, the way that'll go because I definitely see Bennett winning the title at... Final battle, yeah. Final battle, because as you say, I think Lethal sort of needs to be higher up the card. I think they need him at the moment. They um, need more contenders up there, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and that wraps up the uh, November 26th TV show. Uh, overall, I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, once again, another one of my um, favourite main events so far. Um, we're now going to go to the um, interview, exclusive interview with Nigel McGuinness. Um, we recently had an, a one on the website via text, but we've also got a, an audio one for you right now um, that Stephen did this past weekend. Um, I'll just, I might as well just go straight to the footage instead of spoiling what he talks about. So uh, here's the interview with him, former Ring of Honor champion and uh, ROH legend Nigel McGuinness. This is Stephen from ROHWorld.com and I'm here with former ROH World champion, former ROH Pure champion and... Ring of Honor legend, really, Nigel McGuinness. How are you, mate? <laughs> Thanks for the, uh, for the interview. And, uh, no problems. Um, good show tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, it was wonderful, you know. Like, um, I, um, I watched the Friday Night once before, I tore my bicep. And, um, one of the greatest memories. One of the greatest memories, but this one will be a much better one for sure. It was, uh, it was a great show, and I tell you, I'll be honest with you, I'm really impressed with, you know, the, the talent of these shows. I mean, you know, you know, Joe and the guy wrestled and all the other guys that I saw in the show. It's really, there's some fantastic guys over here. Mm. Yeah. And, and really, when you started, you know, you were in Ring of Honor, and I mean, you were probably one of the first sort of Brits to be over there, sort of turning in the independent scene. I mean, do you see, I mean, you see now quite a few more uh, over there. I mean, do you see some of the, the guys here tonight sort of making the, uh, the step up? I'd, I'd like to. They've certainly got the talent, you know. It's, uh, it's just a case of, there's so many people and so few spots, you know, and getting over there, it's, 
it's, uh, it costs an arm and a leg and it's got to be worth it, you know, but, you know, certainly if I was booking the shows, I'd there be uh, a lot of guys I'd like to, you know, see all shows over the shows. And you're about halfway through the, the retirement tour now, how's it, how's it going? It's good, mate, you know, it's, um, it was a, kind of a last minute thing, just sort of decided to have a last few matches before I bowed out gracefully and, um, I'm so glad that I did, you know, it's been great to see a lot of the people I started out with and a lot of my friends I met throughout my years in the business, so they joined a lot, more fun. It, it seems to be that you, you're trying to sort of search for what, why you love wrestling, I mean, was it just for a bit of closure, really? Well, I think so, yeah, I mean, you know, it says on the back of my t-shirt, it's the, what wrestling means to you, too, you know, and it's, as I've been going around talking to a lot of the people that I started out with, I've been kind of like, you know, finding out from them why they've done it and you know, what was their inspiration and what they feel like they've got back out of it, you know, so I can kind of have a better idea of what I've out of it, you know. And uh, since you, you got back in the ring, it was uh, about a year, wasn't it, since you I mean, has, it, has it been tough Situation, they're doing fantastic stuff. So we'll see. 
And that's why I'm excited to be commentating there and see how it pans out. Mm. And I suppose that since you know you relaxed in ring one, it's, it's changed quite a lot, hasn't it? It's uh, you know the SVG fire. I mean, is it still you know in, in the locker room? Is it still ring of honour as it always has been? Yeah, to a certain extent it is. You know, I mean, like I said, there's new guys that weren't there when I was there last time and stuff like that. So I, to a certain extent, I feel like I'm a little bit of an outsider. You know, I, I still got to regain my footing there. You know, I mean, yes. Um, but, but overall, it's still um, Ring of Honor will always be to the people that started. It will always be Ring of Honor. Mm. And you, you mentioned the, you know, the colour commentary. Whose sort of idea was that? Was that your idea? And it, you know, I contacted them when I was uh, released from my TNA contract, and uh, you know, said I'd be interested in doing commentary if that was an option. And um, thankfully, that, that that was an option at the time. I know, have you, have you, you know, have you joined it so far? You've, uh... Oh, I've been loving it, been loving it. You know, the opportunity to work with Kevin and, uh, you know, and, uh, and uh, Jim Cornette and all the rest of the guys. It's great to have something to learn, you know. Mm. Really, really excited about the prospect of that. Now, I suppose it must be sort of nice to go back there after, you know, you're, um, you know, you're on with TNA probably, the, uh, you know, the happiest of times. Was it nice to sort of go where, you know, you, you knew you'd, uh, you'd, you'd made your name, you knew where you'd, uh, yeah, maybe, uh, like I said, I feel, feel, feel very, very happy and satisfied with my body of work in, in Ring of Honor, and um, so yeah, it's always good to go home. Okay, nice, thanks a lot for that, and uh, good luck with the future, and uh, look forward to hearing you more on uh, Ring of Honor. No worries. Cheers, thanks a lot. Well, there we go, that wraps up our uh, exclusive interview with Nigel McGuinness. Um, Stephen, how did it go overall, meeting McGuinness in person? Yeah, he was he was a lot nicer than not that I was expecting him to be, you know, sort of standoffish or anything. But he was, you know, so nice. He was, just, you know, he was talking to all the, you know, all the fans going up to see him. He was just, yeah, he was just he was signing everything. He, you know, people were going up with uh, DVDs and stuff, and he was just, yeah, really nice guy. And uh, yeah, so he did the interview afterwards, and he, he was sort of, uh, he was sort of getting dressed as well as we were doing it so he was um you know he, he wasn't put out by uh by asking a friend for anything and really went out of his way to do it as well so big thanks to uh yeah Nod thanks, for, thanks uh, a lot and um we've also got a big competition with nigel lined up which is um in our news section coming up in a little bit as well, we'll mm. give you uh, all the details there uh, we're now going to do a preview of northern aggression which takes place this um saturday i believe correct me if i'm wrong was I believe it, it is, yeah. Sorry. Was it Sunday? No, I think um, Southern Defiance is on Friday night. No, it, it is, um, sorry, it is Sunday, December Oh, it 4th. is Sunday. Oh. Yeah, sorry. The guys from rhworld.com don't even know when the show is, so we apologise. <laughs> um, yeah, we're just going to do a quick preview of the matches and we'll just share our prediction on uh, who we think is going to win. Uh, we've got a special challenge match, Mike Bennett versus TJ Perkins. Um, I think... It's quite obvious here, in my opinion anyway, that Bennett's going to win. Um, simply because there was an article put on the uh, website that was about the Prodigy heading to the Carolinas. It wasn't um, TJ Perkins versus Bennett announced. It was Mike Bennett is going to have matches. So it's like it doesn't really matter who. It, his opponents weren't in the headline. They're not in the image, I don't think. Um, it was just about Bennett, basically. Do you agree with that prediction? or? Yeah, I think Bennett will win. I mean... I suppose they did that because he's, they announced both these matches, didn't they? I think he's got Adam Cole at um, Southern Defiance. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a bit... 
not worried, but I just don't know how they're, they're going to try and get TJP sort of into the into the fold because he just seems to be facing a lot of guys that are sort of well established at the moment and he's not really picking up many wins. So. I mean, he had one appearance against Mike Mondo on the TV show and won, and I think that's. And then he lost, I think it was against Jay or Mark Briscoe at uh, Glory Bayana, was it? Um, show, sorry. Yeah, I think it was. It was. Um... Oh no, sorry. I think that's an upcoming TV show, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, he definitely faced uh, one of the Briscoe. Jay Briscoe. Yeah, then he's got a proving ground um, at Southern Defiance against Jay Lethal. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he always puts on great matches. So I'm sure that you know, I'm sure him against Bennett will be quite an interesting match. Um, but yeah, hopefully he'll start picking up some wins soon. And um, another guy who's sort of in the middle of nowhere is Adam Cole because. I mean, him and O'Reilly seem to be having lots of success as a team, and O'Reilly started, you know, sort of coming Branch, out as a branching out on his own, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, obviously he got to the last two as father of the fittest, and he's had those uh, one-on-one TV matches with Davy and a. Uh, yeah, he seems to be so. really putting them, you know, in the spotlight. Whereas Adam Cole, who's I think personally just as good, he's sort of fallen into the shadows a bit. So hopefully. He's, you know, hopefully they don't sort of start having Cole just go as a singles wrestler and forget about the tag team because, yeah, you know, they are on the TV show next week. Um, future yeah, show. against the Young Bucks, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what they're going to be doing with 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 them. I mean, I, I should imagine they'll they'll keep them teaming for quite a while. I mean, I don't think O'Reilly's ready just yet to be sort of a, a full singles star, but mm-hmm. I, I think both of them in the future will probably branch out just as singles wrestlers and. Uh, yeah, I just hope. I mean, I think Adam Cole should be, you know, getting a few, uh, a few wins. I mean, I don't know who they're having to face. Maybe, maybe, you know, one one on one with one of the bravados or something, just to give him a bit of momentum, really. Yeah. Uh, the next match announced is the Young Bucks versus Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander in a tag team challenge match. Um, obviously, not that impressed with Caprice Coleman and Cedric so far. But I think with the match against the Young Bucks would be actually a good match because I think their styles would fit well, well fit um, better together than they did against um, Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. Um, what do you think or predict from this match? Yeah, as you said, I think their their styles will uh, sort of go together a lot better than um, Cole and Alexander against Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team. I think, um, so I'm sure I saw... Yeah, we've seen C against Future Shock. I saw one of their matches from earlier this year, and mm. they actually put on a really good, uh, really good match. So, hopefully, if they start getting over the the live crowds, they'll start, you know, start putting them in uh, more TV matches that you know they've uh... better show their talent, so to speak. Yeah, because I, th- I think even though they're new, I think they've been sort of been given a short change so far on the TV show. They seem to, be... I don't know, I just I'm not really sure about Kevin Kelly. He seems to be very quick to put put them down um <laughs> especially as you know in the first one when they were just sort of you know really burying them a lot and uh yeah hopefully if a couple of uh decent showings and they'll sort of be given the chance to uh show what they can do mm. the next match announces a proving ground match between the tv champion jay lethal and adam cole um this should be a good match i predict that jay lethal will win here um simply because he's had so many time limit draws I think he just needs to actually win a match just before the 15 minutes expires. Yeah. Um, I can't see Adam Cole winning this and earning a title shot because obviously you've got Roderick Strong has earned a title shot. You've got um, Bennett and Generico sort of in the 
TV title um, scene. So I don't think you want another person also getting a title shot as well. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. And I just I don't know why they're putting Leaf in so many proving ground matches. Mm. You just see every single event. He just seems to be in a proving ground match. And yeah, I was quite. Uh, you know, I, th- I thought it was quite a good idea, the Proving Ground concept, when they first came up with it, but I'm not really... Being overdone, being a... isn't it? Yeah, it is being overdone, and, you know, they should be still defending the titles. It's not. It seems like they're just using it as a way just to sort of get them to final battle without having to sort of be in big matches, but people want to see the titles defended. You know, defended. I'm not saying every single show they need to defend the titles, but mm. especially, the you know, the big shows, they should be. And... Um, uh, this is their, you know, debut in them, you know, the specific uh, towns in um, North and South Carolina. So, yeah, uh, you know, they, they should be definitely putting on, I think, all the titles on the line, at least one of the shows. Mm. But um, yeah, and you know, we, obviously we've spoken a lot about the uh, the time limit draws, and um, I believe we there was one on this podcast last week. Yeah, uh, we were interrupted. Uh, I didn't, yeah, we didn't realise that until we listened to it back. And, uh, yeah, after the hour mark, we were. <laughs> Um, interrupted by Kevin Kelly and McGuinness. And Luckily, can't... we're giving three more minutes. <laughs> we were, just enough to finish the show. Um, hopefully that won't happen this week. Um, I'm not sure if that uh, time limit's been enforced again. Uh, it wasn't announced at the start of the show, so... That's all right, then. Guessing it's, it's not, no. Um, the main event for um, Northern Aggression is a eight-man all-star elimination tag team match. And we've got Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team, Charlie Harson, Shelton Benjamin, Die Hard Eddie Edwards and El Generico. Versus the Briscoes, Roderick Strong, and Unbreakable Michael Elgin. And this has a two-hour time limit. So <laughs> hopefully we won't have a time limit draw in this match. Um, oh, now you've said that. <laughs> if they've given it a two-hour time limit, I can see it going a long, very long amount of time. Maybe a long match. Over, yeah. over an hour. I suppose if it's an elimination match, they could, they've, you know, they've got the time to sort of spread out the eliminations and really mm. go long, but... Yeah, I mean, there haven't been that many matches announced, really, have there? No, that's it's just those um, four so far, and it does take... I, mean, I should imagine that they'll have a couple that are just sort of, you know, just made up on the night. But Yeah, I mean, we're yeah, recording this on Tuesday, so I'm sure they'll announce a couple more maybe later in the week before it happens. Yeah, and yeah, but if it's a two-hour time limit, I fully expect that to go around an hour or at least, you know, just over an hour. So... Hmm. I'm not. I'm never really a big fan of sort of, you know, four and four matches for for main events. But you know, hope, you know hopefully it'll turn out to be pretty decent. And I mean, who's you, who? Do, who can you see getting the win here? I mean, it's elimination, so you know everyone's got to be pinned to be eliminated. So, um, oh, I think anybody can win. I think. Um, yeah, it's so hard to call, isn't it? I think if I'd have to say who who would get the pin out of any of them, I'd probably say Eddie Edwards. But that's well, no, it's elimination, so anyone can be. Yeah, but I mean, like, oh. the final pin. Oh, I see, I see, yeah. I'd probably say Eddie Edwards, but that's just because I think, he, you know, they'd probably like him to have a bit of momentum going into into final battle. But he, Speaking of final battle, oh, David Richards segue. is not on this card, or Southern Defiance. Have they announced why? They haven't. I was just, I was just about to say... I've only just noticed this now, because I was expecting him to be in the um, eight-man all-star elimination. Yeah, match, but... I, I'm not sure. Um... Is he? I mean, have they announced him as actually supposed to be on the cards? Because no, he's he's not. Oh, maybe uh, he's in Japan then. 
He must be, yeah, because um, out of all the announced matches, he's not on any of them, and there's also um, also scheduled to appear at the bottom, and he's not listed there either. The irony is on the November 29th newswire, the image is actually Davy Richards, and the little <laughs> tagline is check out the latest RH news headed leading into the Battle of the Carolinas. And he's not even there. <laughs> it would seem he's not, no. That's... I don't think anyone's actually picked up on that, so. No, I've only literally just noticed it now. Um... I'm not sure why. I'm going to guess Japan. Um, I can't think of why else he wouldn't be there. But No, that's, that is strange. Which strange. is quite bad, really, because, you know, it's, as you said, it's the debut in the Carolinas and the world champ isn't there. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that, that's the only thing I can think of is that he's in, in Japan. And that's, I think that's another reason why that they should have just let Eddie Edwards keep the belt for a bit longer, just because, I mean, even though Eddie sort of competes in Japan, he, I think... David just seems to be missing too many shows, really. Especially yeah. for a world champion. He missed um, Death Before Dishonor, didn't he? And Kevin's, yeah, Kevin's I mean, an on pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose for, for shows like this, I mean, I know you know the, the American guys get quite a lot of money for going over to Japan, so you can't really blame them. But for a big eye pay-per-view, I mean, he's got a contract with ROH as well, so you, you'd, mm. you'd think that that would sort of, you know, make sure that Ring of Honor always the priority when sort of, you know, conflicts come up, but yeah, yeah, I will have to sort of start a discussion about that on the forum. Cause I think, I think a lot of people be, have quite, you know, strong views about that one. That is actually a good segue because, um, Oh, again, now, yes, very good. Um, segue machine. <laughs> we're now going to do the latest ring runner news. And the first bit of news is that we've, um, opened our own official forum. Um, we opened it on Sunday or I believe, or was it yesterday? Um, no, Sunday, sorry. Sunday. Uh, yeah, and it's got off to a fantastic start. Um, ever since the official boards were shut down, we've had um, so many requests to open our own, so we um, finally have. Um, feel free to sign up now and uh, join in the discussion. Um, it's just rhworld.com slash forum. Um, there's lots of members already, lots of topics going on. Um, to come and just share your thoughts, and we're great discussions going on already. And I think we'll have to um, bring up that one about um, David Richards not being in the Carolinas and see what um, everyone else has to say. Mm, I was going to say, I'm not, I've not heard about that because I think if people have sort of realised that have been, that, yeah, there have been talk about that. So, mm. yeah. yeah. And the next bit of news is that we're giving away a Nigel McGuinness, the last of McGuinness um, official retirement tour T-shirt, which has been um, signed by the man himself. And I think uh, Stephen's got all the details of our um, competition. Yep, to enter, all you have to do is, in 150 words or less, um, describe what wrestling means to you. That's the name of uh, Nigel's retirement tour. Uh, I think he just basically wants to sort of uh, find out what wrestling sort of means to him and uh, other people in the business. Because I know he said, uh, you know, he's been back and spoken to a lot of guys that he sort of started out with. And I think he just wants to see what sort of everybody, um, you know, why, why they love, the, you know, why they love wrestling, why they do it really. So, um I believe that they're, they're going to be in quite um, short supply. I think he's just had them done for this tour, and I don't think there'll be any more done after, after mm. this. So I believe that there's probably only a couple of hundred, really. Yeah, um, a limited run, and, and it's signed as well, which makes it Yeah, it's better. signed by the man himself, and you can't actually... If you buy one off his website, you can't get it signed. You have to actually be at a show. Mm. So, um, yeah, that, that, that'll be quite rare. So if you want a, a nice piece of uh, wrestling memorabilia, just... Go to the website and all the details are on there. But yeah, just 150 words or less, just to describe what wrestling means to you. And Nigel will be picking out the winner. Yeah, he'll be he'll, he'll be reading all of them, so make sure they're all good. Um, he'll be picking the winning one himself, not us two. So it's all down to Nigel. 
and I believe he's going to be using the best one as sort of um, tagline, so to speak. Yeah, promotion the for the tour. So that's yeah. sort of double competition there. Yeah, get the uh, the t-shirt and sort of uh, advertisement. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you can send those to um, contact at rohworld.com. Uh, the next bit of news is there we go. oh a match is announced for Southern Defiance and Northern Aggression, um, which I believe we've covered, but I'll just quickly recap them. Um, Southern Defiance has Mike Bennett versus Adam Cole. Northern Aggression has Mike Bennett versus TJ Perkins and Jay Lethal versus Adam Cole in a proving ground match. Um, that wraps up the uh, latest Ring of Honor news from the past week. You can always find this at rhworld.com and uh, you can discuss it with other RH fans at rhworld.com slash forum. Uh, now we're going to do some listener topics which have been sent in on uh, Twitter, Facebook and our forums. And uh, Stephen has those once again. I do. Um, we'll start off with one that we were sent in last week but we, I think we, re- we received it too late to actually uh, talk about it. So um, this is from Macklin. It was sent in on Facebook. He says... Do you guys see Michael Elgin as champ sometime in 2012? Also, what do you think of Mabel's effect will be on Dan Seven? <laughs> uh, we'll go to Mabel first. Um, you know, ever <laughs> get out of the way. <laughs> get out of the way. That shocking elimination at the Rumble 1999. You know, it's always in the back of Seven's mind. Um, I mean, I don't know if Seven's still scared of Mabel, if he still has nightmares about him. I mean, it's been over 10 years since the Rumble. I mean... At final battle, he'll probably keep looking over his shoulder to see if Mabel's behind him. But, you know, hopefully that fear won't be um, transferred to Edwards. Shouldn't be too much of an effect. No, as you say, if it sort of transfers to Eddie, it could, uh, could totally ruin the match. And the second part of that question, do you see Mark Elgin as champ sometime in 2012? Um, see, I don't know, because the thing is, Ring of Honor doesn't have that many sort of eye pay-per-views and title changes. Um, in a year, and I can definitely see Steen um, winning the championship. And I don't really think that Elgin would be the right person to sort of end Steen's reign, um, so to speak. I can see, you know, Elgin having his um, title shot against Davey and putting on an impressive show, but I don't think he'll get the belt next year, in my opinion. No, I think I agree with you there. I mean, I can't see him winning the belt with his title shot that he got at Survivor the Fittest. Um mm. I think a lot of people are sort of expecting Kevin Steen to be the next champion, and I don't think he'll be doing that to at least the tenth anniversary show. So yeah, I think it'd be tough for Algin to to win it next year. I think he should. He's definitely a future world champion because I mean he's really impressive since he came in, and uh, as you say, he's you know if he does take on Riches, it should be a should be a really really good match. Um, mm. Uh, and another question from Macklin that was sent in this week. He says, um, oh, this is sort of the same. He says, I want to know, do you, do you guys see Algin taking the world title next year? Or do you see 2012 totally being dominated by Steen? I wouldn't say totally dominated by Steen, but I think he'll definitely be champion for most of the, at least half the year, I think, Steen. Like a summer of Steen, I, I saw someone say on the forum. Yeah, similar to the, the summer of punk that they had. I mean... Mm. I just think, you know, if he had the title, there's so many things I can do with it. I think Steen's just too good not to sort of have the title. I think, you know, as I said, he, there's just so much they could do with, not just him, but with, you know, the people. There's just so many different, like, think stories. Feuds and, yeah. Of, yeah, that could sort of come off it. And um, he's got so much momentum right now. That I, just, I think they'd be foolish not to sort of cash in on that. 
Mm. Um, he also says Carino is going to get booed out of the Hammerstein ballroom at final battle, knowing the fans love Christine. Yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> I can definitely see that happening. Yeah. Um, right, next one is also on Facebook. It's from Bernardo. He says, since the end of the year is coming, we want awards. That's a good. Yeah, I, I replied to him on Facebook. That's actually a really good idea, which I'd never thought of. Um, I think what we'll do is we'll wait till after final battle and dish out awards like, you know, best manager, um, best facial expression, best match, things like that. Um, mm, we'll do that. Trainer. Best trainer. Um, but most brutal <laughs> person on the roster. Um, I think we'll do that, you know, the first show of 2012. Yeah, maybe. Well, I suppose final battle is 23rd, isn't it? So. Mm. So I don't well, we'll, we'll see be... how sort of our schedule lines up with Christmas and holidays and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I st- we'll probably try and get out before the end of 2011, and ma- maybe even get some sort of uh, listener interaction. Maybe have like some sort of poll or for a couple of them. Listener's or... choice or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll have maybe. any details on the site or the forum if we do. Yeah, that's def- definitely a good idea. Thanks for yeah, that. Definitely. Um, this one's from Stuart on Facebook. He says. I've just watched Unified from Liverpool in 2006 again. Have you guys seen it? If so, thoughts? It had I, Danielson... Sorry, go on. I haven't seen it, no. Um, basically, the, the headline match was the um, Brian Danielson against Nigel McGuinness, where they sort of... Um, that's what it's called, Unified. They unified the uh, world, world title and uh, the pure title that they used to have. Mm. Um, he, Stu says, yeah, it had the, the match, uh, one of the best ROH matches ever. Um, I, yeah, I definitely think it's up there. I mean, there's just so many good matches in ROH history. I think it's really difficult to sort of pick one, you know, the, the best one. I think it's similar to the shows, it's very difficult to sort of pick. You know, yeah. You know, and I think it's a personal thing as well. But, you know, a lot of people really like one match where some, you know, some people won't, you know, consider it that great. Mm. But, yeah, I, th- I think Brian Danielson and McGuinness, all of their matches were just so, so hard-hitting and just... Some of the stuff they did was crazy. I mean, the match at they're both guys' final matches actually at Gorabana um, eight. I mean that that match was just crazy. And some of the other stuff they've done. I mean, uh, yeah, that they. Um, I think uh, Driven, a match they had at Driven. That was. I watched that recently. That, that was crazy. I mean, they just sort of they've hated each other so much, but they they sort of respected each other at the same time and. Mm. I know we've, there's been some talk on the forum about like the greatest ever rivalry, and I think a lot most people have been saying Danielson against McGuinness was sort of the best rivalry, where it wasn't sort of a feud. They didn't really hate each other, but they just sort of they loved wrestling each other because they they both knew they were the best. And yeah, some yeah some of the matches they put on were were really really good. Mm. Um, this one is I believe from the forum. This is Dougie Fresh six oh five. He says this is an interesting one. What would all your what would all of your final battle twenty eleven cards look like? Hmm. Well, what was that just um like adding to the existing ones or can we just completely make yeah, our own ones up? I guess adding to the existing one. That's sort of the one sort of one that you sort of want about five or ten minutes just to sit down and have a look at, don't you? Um Yeah. Um That's hard just to come up with that top of my head. Um I suppose you you've got you know, you've got the, the title you've got the title matches, but yeah, I mean, as we said, you know, the triple threat, Generico, Bennett, and um, uh, Jay Lethal. For the and TV then you've got title. someone like Michael Algin. I mean, who would you put him up against? 
what what are the young books doing on All Night Express? I mean, All Night Express yeah, is the really young doing. books. I mean, I know there's no sort of reasoning behind that, but they haven't really had a rivalry, so to speak, but it'd be a fantastic match and give them both something to do. And it'd be a huge win for All Night Express as well. Yeah, maybe do some sort of sort of three-way tag match, um, sort of young books, um, Future Shock and ANX. That'd be pretty good. Mm. Uh, I don't know if the providers would be sort of getting involved because I know in the latest news wire they've said that the providers haven't been picking up many wins recently and the RH officials have said that if they don't start getting more wins then they'll have to consider taking a longer hiatus or something like that. Oh, so. okay. Um, and and Champer as well? Yeah, Champer. I mean, it's tough. I mean, Champer maybe... I suppose TJ Perkins maybe against Algin or TJP against Champer. Yeah. Um, and then... Oof, this, yeah, it's tough. I, I think definitely some sort of I think of we might have to uh, maybe come up with this for next week or discuss yeah, the just, forums yeah. or something because it's hard just to come up with it. Because I, I haven't heard that question until now, so it's a bit hard to... Um... Yeah, it'd be yeah, good to discuss next week, I think. Mm. Uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. <laughs> um, this, I believe we've got another one from the forum as well. This is from C, C. Vians on the forum. He says, uh, probably a bit late with this. No, no, you're not. Okay. Uh, he says, <laughs> I'd like to hear you guys discuss who, who you would bring into ROH and who, we, who you would get rid of if you were in charge. Wow. Um, we'll bring in, we'll keep it realistic. So, I mean, we talked about this, I think, last week. So, I'll go look at you. Someone I'll definitely bring in. Um, should we do people we'll get rid of? Because we've done who we'd bring in a couple of times. I mean, we did, like, who we'd, from any company like TNA or WWE, and we did um, realistically, didn't we? Yeah, I think to, to bring in, I don't. I think I've mentioned before, but a tag team, they wrestled... Um, the young bucks at the the show was at on Sunday. They're called the leaders. Um, they're both both English. Um, one's called Zack Saber Jr. The one's called Marty Skull. That I know Zack Saber Jr. He's sort of he's wrestled quite a lot in Japan and he's wrestled a bit over over in America. But they're they're both really good and I've seen them have matches with uh, Future Shock and now the Young Bucks and they've both been you know brilliant matches. So I'd like I quite like them to sort of get a, a match or two maybe. If, ROH come over to the UK again. You know, hopefully in 2012 they'll mm. sort of get get a chance to sort of put on a, a decent match because I think that'd be a nice addition. But I so that the, the tag team ranks are quite flooded at the moment anyway. I mean you've got the Bravados who I thought were pretty doing pretty well. But they're sort of falling away a bit now. So yeah. um, mm. in terms of getting rid of, I mean look at the the roster here and I don't think there's anyone. Grizzly that... Redwood. Um, I don't think he serves a purpose in the company to be honest. I, th- uh, I think he's he's always quite fun to have around, and he's all you know he's not going to win matches, but that's that's the whole point of his gimmick, really, isn't it? Mm. He's always I think the the fans quite like him. So um, yeah. I know we joke a lot about brutal Bob, um, but in all seri- seriousness, I think Bennett would be better on his own. What? Ah, oh. you know that's what you think, really. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm sort of torn on that. I think Bennett sort of needs a manager. But does he really? Because Bennett does all the talking. He doesn't have. I, I think he just. He just. It's good to, for him to have someone that's, that gives him a chance to sort of square him out of matches. Like, I think he's a sort of sort of heel that just sort of needs someone by his side. Hmm. Maybe like maybe now he's sort of more. In, in more well known, and the fans sort of, you know, sort of know who he is, and he's more well. You know, he's. I don't know. He's. 
I can't think of the word, really. <laughs> I mean, I could see him getting the TV belt and then just like, oh, I don't need you anymore, bye, and just getting rid of him. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, Ernesto but... Osiris. Again, I mean... I... <laughs> Shane Hagedorn, R.D. Evans. I'm just going off the roster page here. I think they're all... I suppose them sort of guys, I don't think you'd need to get rid of them. I think they're just... I think they're all sort of just there to... You know, they don't really do much anyway. Yeah, so. what, what is the point of R.D. Evans and Osiris? Can it just be Nana and... I think R.D. Evans is pretty good on the mic. I think he's quite entertaining. Uh, you know, Ernesto Osiris, he's just always been there. He's just... He's literally just Prince Nana's sort of lackey, isn't he? That's all he does. <laughs> but um, in terms of wrestlers, I don't think there's anyone I'd, I'd I mean, really like. I mean, Homicide is on the roster page. Is he actually still with the company? Uh, I, Same I with Rhino. I suppose Rhino is will, will just turn up at iPay-per-views, I guess. Okay. And um, I'm, I'm not really sure of Homicide, to be honest. Um, I wouldn't have a problem with him. I know, not I know he had the, the deal with that... Is it, Urban Wrestling Federation. I, so uh, I suppose I that's remember. he can't feature yeah. yes. on the the TV show. So that's. Ah. I think I don't know. I think he started getting a lot better towards the end. I mean, when he first came back, I thought he was terrible. And when, like, they brought him back to feud with uh, Roddy when he just won the title. Uh, title yeah, back. they had that title match. And they yeah. built up to the was it the ninth anniversary show in Chicago, and it was absolutely terrible. They put it about halfway through the show, didn't they? Mm. It was about the third match on the card, the world title match, and it was just awful. And, I wouldn't say it was awful, but for like a world title match. Well, yeah, the, the actual match itself wasn't terrible. But for, yeah, for a world title match, you'd expect a lot, lot better. A lot better, yeah. And he just seemed a bit flat. All the, I mean, and then he started getting better towards the end. He's, and then he just disappeared. Like. <laughs> yeah, and then that, I mean, they had the tag match at Death Before the Sun, was it? Was it was Homicide it? and Jay Lethal against uh, Rhino and Yeah, Tam. that's it, yeah. Was that best uh, in the world? Uh, I yeah, it might, it might have been best in the world actually. It was one of them. It happened this year. <laughs> yeah, so they no, kind of been best in the world because Lethal uh, wrestled. Uh, oh Bennett. yes, you're right. Yeah, sorry. So that death before the sun. So I, I suppose the guy like Rhino, he's probably quite ex- you know quite expensive. So they probably can't. You know, for what he does, he's probably it's probably not cost effective to have him on the TV show. To be honest. Hmm. And they're, you know, they're, they're, they're quite pushing the, you know, the younger guys. So yeah, which but, definitely yeah, should I mean, be the focus. Younger guys and Dan Seven, by the looks of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In terms of the actual wrestling roster, I don't think there's anyone that I'd really, look, you know, really say, oh, I can't stand him or one. I was going to say Coleman and Alexander, but I think I'll give them more of a chance because I know you said they put on a good match with them. Was it Future Shock or the Young yeah. Bucks or something? Um, so I think I'll give them a chance to put like be given more time, really. Yeah, I give I give them a while. Andy Ridge. Uh, again, I think he's you know he's he's good just to have you know have on. He's he's sort of a guy just making his way up. So I don't think mm, you know, he's sort of getting in the way yeah. or anything. So mm. he's yeah, I don't I think he's fine being where he is. I know uh, a lot of people probably would say Harson Benjamin possibly. Yeah, a lot of people on the forum have been. A lot of people have been saying that in the final battle thread that they, they hope they drop the belts at the final battle. Yeah, um, we actually got an email um, about Wrestling's Great Tag Team, um, another one from T Wrestling Fan on Twitter. One of our. <laughs> he, I'm a more vocal uh, fan. He's quite vocal about Wrestling's Great Tag Team. He yes. stands up to them quite a lot. Because um, we had a discussion about a lot of people being negative about them, um, which I think he started that discussion, I believe, with an email. Um, he did, right? And uh, he sent us an email. Um, one of most underrated matches of 2011 
WGTT versus American Wolves. Great match. I thought this was Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team best match. Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team had had a team both Ring of Honor and WWE. It went about 36 minutes back and forth. Went about 36 minutes. That's very precise. Yes, very precise. There. Thank, thank you for that um, T-Wrestling fan. I really appreciate your email. I can't actually remember that match, to be honest. Um, um, I'm trying to remember from when it... I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was... Wasn't it at an untelevised sort of show? Yeah, it wasn't televised, was it? Actually, I don't even remember that match. <laughs> I'm sure they have... Yeah, I'm sure they have... It, it, well, they went, no, it went 36 before. minutes, apparently. So um, uh, yeah. Around 36 minutes. Yeah, so I think we'll move on after that email. Um, is there any more questions? Um... No, oh, one more, sorry, yeah. Um, one tweet this week, it's from at Blame Denim. He says, uh, do you think more feuds need to be built for Final Battle? Um, I mean, how many have they got? They've built Eddie Edwards and Davey, they've built sort of the TV title scene, and the tag match. Is that it? Oh, and the Steen story. Yeah, I mean... Uh... I mean, I suppose that's all the can do really with the time limit of just an hour show but yeah i think if you have the sort of as long as you've got all the titles just sort of built up which they have done even if they've gone on about their breast in the world chair attack a bit too much they've built up all four or three sorry titles yeah i mean i i don't think do you want to be starting just for the sake of it and Mm. they could have put something on the side maybe for champa or elgin perhaps but Apart from that, I can't really fault them on the build for Final Battle. Or apart from no, the, I think the I, seven stuff, but yeah, I think I think the only thing that they probably have done a bit is just I think they've probably hyped the ones that they have got a bit too much, if anything. Especially the tag team title one. I think they've just been. And how many times do they say Edwards Richards three on each show? I think they're going a bit overboard with saying that. Yeah, that's just... the main event. I think we know by now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I suppose that they just have to. I mean, they're, they're really pushing final battle, aren't they? So mm. I think a lot of, you know, a lot of decisions will be made after that. I think they'll probably look at the numbers, sort of what they get, and they'll be making a lot of future decisions off, you know, off the back of uh, final battle. Yeah. Quite, a, quite an important. It's sort of the first type of view under, under SBG. I know you had Death Before Dishonor, but, but that, that never gets mentioned, does it? It's I can't believe they've not, they've not mentioned Ladder War 3 once. I, I really can't believe that. Another thing, um, didn't uh, Edwards win the, um, what was it called, the Ringmaster Challenge to win a number one contendership at, at Death Before the Sun? Is that correct? It, I don't think it was strictly for a number one contendership, was it? I think it was. Wasn't it? Was it? I swear uh, it was not... the Ringmaster Challenge and the winner, winner got a title shot. And then on TV, they were just like, who's going to get the title <laughs> shot, Jay Lethal or Eddie Edwards? Like, I, I, I didn't really like the way they decided it. I mean, they could have at least just have them have a match. They were just like, "Yeah, who's gonna be the champ? Who's gonna be the uh, the contender?" And then they like they randomly like picked it out of a hat or hmm, Eddie or Lethal, and they just like tossed a coin and they just mm. picked Eddie. It was just a bit. Yeah, I wasn't that thrilled with what they did for the the whole. I mean, as you say, they didn't even mention the Ringmaster Challenge, did they? And no, all ladder war. Sort of death before the time. It was just sort of discarded. And yeah, it was sort of in happened. it was sort of in limbo. It was just after. The TV show, wasn't it? But it was, I mean, they didn't have yeah, chance. It was at a weird time, yeah. <laughs> I'll give them that. Hmm. Um, so is that uh, the last question? Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay, well, that brings uh, an end to episode 11 of ROH Cast, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Um, if you'd like to leave a comment about the show, um, you can email us, contact at rhworld.com. 
You can tweet us at ROH underscore world. You can Facebook us at um, facebook.com slash ROH world. Or go to our forum. There's another one for this long list. Um, ROHworld.com <laughs> slash forum. There's got to be a way to condense all of that into a shorter sentence. But um, yeah, any feedback on the show, really appreciate it. And um, send any questions during the week and uh, we'll be sure to answer them next week. Um, regarding the points prediction thing we've been doing, I think we're going to move that over to the forum. Is that right, Stephen? Yeah, I think it's just a lot easier for everyone just to sort of get it on there. I believe it was quite a hit on the the old forum. So, mm. and I believe we're going to be starting with final battle. But yeah, I, I think we'll probably just sort of we'll post about it quite soon and then give it give everybody uh, enough chance to sort of get used to the rules and then. I don't know when we'll post it because obviously we don't want to post it too early because we'll have you know only a few matches. So mm. we'll probably wait till about maybe just over a week before one or, one or two weeks before the show. Yeah, maybe maybe a couple of weeks, depending on how many matches have been announced. And uh, mm. yeah, we'll start from then and sort of get everybody's scores. Back, well, our scores back to zero. And, yeah, uh, we'll have it all on the forum. It'll be much easier to keep up to date on the forum and keep yeah. track of everything. So and we'll yeah. prove that we know more than everyone else. Or yeah, <laughs> that we know nothing. Well, uh, the current standing, we had a lot more points than anyone else did because uh, no We're one the else did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so keep an eye on the forum for all the details on uh, how to enter. Uh, well, that brings an end to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, thank you to Stephen for joining me. Thank you. Uh, well, thanks a lot, John, for not turning <laughs> up once again. Uh, tune in next week and we'll discuss the latest news as usual and we hopefully will have a special guest on in the near future um, just keep an eye out on the website so uh, t- uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you soon